0: What, all you need is one thing from that story and keep it going. I call it like, a, it's like a soap opera. You just got to keep it going. So like Desperate Housewives, they were just brilliant at like Wednesday night at nine o'clock, like you had to tune in next week. And like, if they give me like an option to put a hundred dollars into a thing, I'd probably have like gone, let me watch it tonight. And That's what, that's what business is. It's just soap operas. Every, at every point, there's a cliffhanger in the, in the relationship. And if it's about the knee, if it's about the back pain, you, you lose. This is the Paul Gough audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Jake, your content editor and social media producer here, bringing you another great Flashback Friday segment of the Paul Goff audio experience. Here's a recording of a keynote Paul did for the incredible staff of Physical Therapy Balance Centers of Las Vegas three years ago. And in this episode, Paul talks candidly about where most PT clinics are suffering and identifies two specific reasons why. You want Paul to answer your questions live on this podcast? Text PODCAST to 407 4418 and once you do that he will answer your questions on the show each week all right that's enough for me it's time to tune in this top-notch staff training with Paul himself enjoy it is an honor to come and do this so what I think I'll do is um, I'll give you an introduction to me and what my background is and um, I just said a lot of you've watched my videos and you know kind of are implementing some of my concepts and teachings so I'll kind of talk to you about where they come from and why I think they're important to you guys now so I'm not necessarily going to come in and go here's how this this and this this works I find when I do this and I've done it a lot now in clinics all over the country um, the best way that I can probably help you in the time that I've got is to help you understand why it's it's important and why I think it's um, it's just going to be not an option not to kind of embrace the stuff that RJ is bringing into the practice so we come from a a clinic in England. I've got four practices in the northeast of England. So I have a cash based business in Britain. Now, that is in the backdrop against a completely free national healthcare. So we have socialist medicine. Like, it's a term that I keep hearing as I spend more and more time here. Socialist medicine basically means everybody in Britain gets it for free. Like, they can walk into this equivalent environment after referral from a doctor and there's no charge. So there's no co there's no deductibles, there's nothing for these guys to pay. So building a business in a country with a free system meant we had to do something different. Now I started life as a soccer PT, so I spent five years running on a pitch and helping like multi-million dollar equivalent players um, to get fixed quite quite fast. Got. Relatively in demand as a solo practitioner for helping people to, you know, privately to to um, to get back to sport or to get back to living the life that they want. But ultimately, I realised that I wouldn't be able to build and grow and scale a business around soccer players. So I stepped into a market for people age 50 plus, and I basically built um, my clinic and everything that I do and all the communication for it's like a really small niche, a really small pocket of people and basically blew caution to the wind on everything that I was ever led to believe about how a business is successful. Most businesses set up and it's just kind of come on in. Like everybody and anybody can come on into the business, uh, particularly in physical therapy because of obviously referrals from doctors. You don't really know what you're getting. It's like, there's a script, there's a guy, or there's a girl, you know, go ahead and teach them. So as I stepped into direct marketing, I had to get very clear on who I was treating. And um, it was eventually a lady in her 50s who, not necessarily in a, in a lot of pain, but who had more problems, internal problems, the worry and the frustration of things like a life on pills, surgery, um, not knowing what's wrong, so the fear that was building up inside of her head, not wanting to go for surgery, not wanting to lose her independence and mobility because she could see her parents in her 70s and 80s potentially losing their independence and mobility. So I basically built a business around that lady and that's it, I have one customer. And I occasionally get Mary's husband, I occasionally get Mary's friends, sisters, grandkids and kids but my whole business and everything that I do is built around one single person and that's allowed me to grow and scale a cash-based business um, in a country with a free healthcare system so I'll talk to you a little bit about how we did it and you'll be able to see the principles get applied um, or how they're getting applied to you guys so we we could never have set off on that journey at the beginning advertising for physical therapy so when people say, how do you build a business in a country with a free healthcare system where literally everybody can get what I do or they think what I do is, is free. I can't talk to them about physical therapy. I cannot market physical therapy because they don't want it and they don't understand what it is. That's the big thing I've got to get across to clinics fast. And to put into context, by the way, what I do, I, I spend now probably 50% of my time here in the US. So I understand your system. I have clinics all over the country that I work with and I go in and do this. So I'm not just talking, whatever, I've been doing it for 18 months two years working with clinics for a long time and, and seeing a lot of incredible results where when we switch them from thinking that it's all about PT at the beginning to focusing more upon people and giving people time at the beginning of your relationship, starting that with your marketing, you see you see pretty spectacular results over a period of time. So so what we had to do is work out that people were never gonna pay for PT. They do not know what it is. That's something to get your head around fast, whether you're an admin. To me, the most important person in this business or any business is admin, like bar none. Like, it is the most important thing, um, and that initial communication that you have with that patient sets the scene for everything that's about to happen. Any problems that the PTs have, more often than not can be stopped by the changing of the message and the meaning of what's about to happen as a result of that first phone call or that first interaction in there um, today. So so I looked at the whole thing and thought, well, I'm never gonna be able to, to compete against free, so I've gotta talk to them about their problems, and I, run all of my marketing campaigns around what I call internal problems. So I'll put it again into relevant context from today. So we've just come from a seminar today which was all about the customer and the experience and this whole new wave now of where uh, PTs are going across the country. And one guy stood up and he just said, hey, you know, we, and this was his phrase, we need to do a better job of educating them on what we do. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And he said, they need to know that we educate them, we do manual therapy and that we do exercises. I was like, ah. And honestly, everybody in the room was almost like, giving the guy a round of applause. And I sat back and I thought, you have no fucking clue. You have not a clue as to what this pet, what your end user really, really wants. If you think that the people are waking up today, dreaming about education, exercises and manual therapy, you have got another thing coming. And and like clinics are in for a massive shock. And it's hard for PTs to accept that for five years, you've been schooled on thinking, it's all about research, it's all about white papers, it's all about being better in terms of the skill set, and that patients really want a combination of education, manual therapy and exercises. They couldn't think of anything worse than that combination. What they want is the internal problem that they have and currently living with solved by those things. Does that make sense? So when you put out that message that it's all about, oh, we, we educate you, we'll give you exercises and we'll, um, we'll do manual therapy, it's like, ah, what the hell does that mean? They still don't know what what is going on. And the difference between the way that you communicate on that front end and you're trying to explain what you do is the difference between whether or not they pay. Nothing to do with whether or not money, healthcare, whatever, not used to paying for it, extra costs. If you can clearly explain to somebody why they need to pay, they pay. But it has to be what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. So I'll give you another example. Words in the right order used by your reception staff or your physical therapy team this will give you a bit of an idea of it um, there's a great video I watched when I first started studying marketing and it's a it's a it's a video of a guy who's homeless and um, they put a camera on him all day and he's blind and he has a, a pot for people to put money in and he has a little sign right next to him it just says I'm blind please help and they watch him all day on the camera and nobody leaves him any money everybody just walks past him and around about 12 o'clock a lady goes up and she changes the card, the, the cardboard that's next to him. She turns it around and she writes something else on the cardboard. And all afternoon, people come back and she's putting money in. And the guys like thousands of dollars in this little pot. So like, what the hell did she say? What the hell was like? What what changed? Because all morning nobody left them any money, despite a, a sign that said, "I'm blind, please help." The sign simply said, "It's a beautiful day outside, and I won't see any of it." Same thing. That's the internal problem. So the external problem is that I'm blind. The external problem of your patients is my balance is not good, or I've got headaches, or I've got chronic low back pain. That's the external problem that they live with. So when you talk about that to them, the the reaction and the emotional reaction is not, like they've lived with it for how long? How long does it take for a chronic low back pain patient to arrive at physical therapy? Three months, six months? More. So why do we think that that's their problem? They've lived with it for six months. They've lived with that problem for six months. It's only at the point that the back pain gets so bad, or the back pain gets in the way of something that they want to enjoy, or threatens, which is the big thing, it threatens something that they might have to miss out on further down the line. So if you speak to them about back pain, which we've all been schooled about, it's essentially the blind man that says I'm blind. There's no real massive motivator to do it. So when we're speaking to people, it's important for you guys to find out the internal problem. Of whatever that is so the internal problem there was it's a beautiful day and i won't see any of it that was like <gasps> like imagine what that would feel like if that was me like you could really you could really kind of get that and that's why it worked so when you are speaking to patients it's important for us to find out in their world what their internal problem is and never ever ever stop speaking about it if you get a drop off if that if that happens in my clinic and i get a drop off i know without a shadow of doubt somebody stops speaking to them about the internal problem Somebody started talking about back pain. And as a PT, when you come along and you say, hey, uh, we can fix your pain and we can do this, that, and the other, then all of a sudden you work your magic after three or four sessions and the pain's gone, dissonance builds in their brain as to like, well, I was here for pain and pain's gone now. This guy said he was gonna help me get out of pain. Well, I'm out of pain. Why do I need them extra eight sessions or six sessions that he's prescribed? So what the consumer will do is say, hey, I've got, do I really need to come? Because you know, finance is a little bit tight. So then everybody around the world is like, oh, well, they've got no money, let's blame the government, let's blame the insurance, let's blame Obamacare, let's blame whatever's going on. In reality, the, the dissonance started to build in their brain as to like, what the hell am I gonna give you $600 for when you said it was all about pain and pain's gone? Makes sense so far? So every single word that you say to a consumer, to a patient, is being interpreted one way or the other. You gotta make damn sure that it's the way that you need it to be interpreted to get the outcome that they want and that you need as, a, as an organization. So um, externally what happens is if we run an ad, as we, as we run an ad, something in an ad strikes a chord with somebody that causes them to come in as you move into marketing. So the stuff that we're doing with RJ, as we run an ad, there's something in there, there's probably 60 characters, like 20 letters, that have made them like, think, this guy gets me. That, that causes them to call. And then what has to happen is a seamless process from the receptionist says, hey, okay, yeah, thanks for calling today. Um, What was it that you really called for? And they'll say, well, I've got back pain. It's like, no, no, it's gotta be more important than that. Like what else, you know, what, what, what the hell's going on really? Is there anything you're missing out on? Is there anything you're worried about? Is there anything you're not quite sure about? And then they'll go, oh, well, now that you've asked, and you'll get X, you'll get the answer, you'll get the internal problem. But most PTs, we stop at, th- at three feet from gold every time. Say, so, hey, so what are you here for? Knee pain, oh, okay, who sent you? Doctor, so uh, what's going on? If I ask you, you know, on a scale of one to 10, seven, eight, yeah. And the whole thing becomes an objective assessment rather than an internal, um, an internal assessment, which really is what, what we've got to do to get people to stay on schedule. So um, uh, that's important for you to understand in, what, in what's happening. People will always be more motivated to stay on schedule, to pay their bills, to be ecstatically in love with physical therapy um, if you speak to them about what they're actually there for in the first place. And to put it into um, to context, what's happened in the PT profession, and this will hopefully help you understand why this is necessary. 10 years ago, what was co-pay? How much would typical co-pay would have been 10 years ago? So if you needed 10 sessions, what was the cost? 50 bucks. What would be the typical co-pay now? So $500. Anything anything under $100 is an impulse decision. You and I and everybody in this room makes an impulse decision on under $100. So if you go into H&M or or Topshop or wherever, and you see a dress or a top or a hat, for under $100 dollars you just like, there's the card. As soon as them three figures, then you think. And you might do a few laps of them all, you might go back and come back the next day. over a hundred dollars that's usually the buyer behavior of what starts to of what starts to go on so now the pt has got to five hundred dollars essentially what what baffles me is that companies still think they can speak to people the same way as it was when it was fifty dollars and the mixed messages is coming from a lot of people that that you need to give more value or you need to add more value A lot of people are trying to add more value by better skills, better qualifications, more research, et cetera, et cetera. It's super important, incredibly important, but ain't gonna make a blind bit of difference at the beginning of a decision-making process. So ultimately the game for businesses is, is how do we help consumers make better decisions? Because like I've said, if it's under 100, I'm in. Like there's, the, there's my credit card, give me it. So five years ago, 10 years ago, your patients were arriving here and they never, and this is critical for you to understand, Patients never ever at any point in the process had to make a decision to be here. At any point of the journey did they have to make a decision. Patients, you and I have all been conditioned that if we have a problem, let's say we were six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, if we had a problem, what did mom do? What did your mother do? If the problem got bad enough, what did she do? Take us to the doctor. You've been conditioned since you were a kid to go to a doctor, right? What that means critically for physical therapy businesses is that you you had patients who never ever had to think about what to do next. Patient would go to a doctor, doctor would tell them that they've got back pain, doctor would write a script for physical therapy, doctor would probably even advise of a clinic to go to. Patient would arrive at a physical therapy practice and you would tell them that they need 10 sessions at $5 call pay. That's cool, give us it, there's my credit card. Making sense so far? What's going on now in healthcare is people are having to think. The, the, the root of the, most of the problems that you're seeing is that people are having to think and PT businesses are not ready for it. They haven't even considered the fact that that's the change. And it's perfectly normal and it's absolutely the most wonderful thing ever if you embrace it. If you can get patients. Every clinic around the world today is fighting and hustling. It's like they don't want to pay, let's blame Obamacare, let's blame this, let's blame in Britain, let's blame the cost of the taxes, let's blame the fact that there's a free healthcare service why nobody wants to pay. It's, it's completely false. You just have a different consumer, you have the same physical being who never in the past had to make a decision, who now is being told that they need 10 sessions and $500 worth of treatment. You're not going to give me $500 for something that you don't know about. It's an immediate and, and me, by me saying I've got no money, it's all I know how to do to protect myself. Every time that that word comes out of anybody's mouth, it's the protection. It's the only thing that people know how to do. I, I've had experiences in my clinic, I've been doing this for years, where the same person who on a Monday has told us that they've got no money. I've done something as simple as sent them a book. I've published a book on Amazon, sent them a book and said, Dear Bev, please don't ever quit on your health. I've gone to 100 page 110 in my book, turned it over and, set, and put a little handwritten note in and said, uh, here you go, I just wanna make sure you get some help because this problem is not gonna go away. 24 hours later, she's back on the phone. I'd like to book all of those sessions that I need. Like she did not just win the lottery in the last 24 hours. Nothing changed in the world, except I built some trust into the relationship. And she started to think, hey, if that's the way that this guy treats me like without me giving him any money, then I'm probably in a safe place. So every time you get that push back, you can do one of two things, you can blame the government or you can blame money or you can blame finance or you can say, hey, maybe we haven't explained it well enough here, what we do to help you in a way that you can understand it in exchange for your time and money. Because more people value money, sorry, time than they do money. Why do you think Uber exists? Not because it's cheaper, because it's more convenient. People value their time more than their money, but you've been conditioned in society, particularly in this country, um, it's money, money, money. Everything is just money, money, money. And you're just led to believe that everybody's making decisions today based around money. Nothing could be further, again, from, from the truth. It's the, why, why do we all buy certain cars, certain clothes, go on certain vacations, certain TVs? You don't choose the cheapest of everything that, everything that you do. The same patient who tells you today that they've got no $500 to spend will be on Amazon buying a TV this weekend for $700. We'll probably spend more collectively on cigarettes, drink and various other things across the course of a month because they know what they're going to get. If I go on Amazon tonight and buy a TV, guess what I'm watching tomorrow? Lost, NCIS, X Factor, the stuff that makes me happy, the stuff that gives me instant gratification. So if I give Amazon $500, I get instant gratification. If I give physical... Therapy balance center is $500, what am I getting? Who knows? I certainly don't come out with a bag of stuff. Because I'm used to going into Amazon, wherever Walmart, going to the beautiful shopping mall, and if I've handed over $500 to somebody and this plastic thing's gone in and I've pressed these buttons and had these digits, guess what I'm used to doing? And I'm used to getting to my car, pressing the, the boot as we call it, the trunk, trunk opens, bags go in, boot goes down and I drive home and I'm happy because I know what I've got. I've got a dress that's going to look nice next weekend. I've got a pair of shoes that are going to look good this week. I'm going to feel pretty good. That's what you're up against. Healthcare consumerism is here. One billion percent. Your customers are making decisions based on, and you can thank companies like Zappos for it, by the way, companies like uh, Apple, companies like Ritz Carlton, Pike Place, Fish Place, Unpack a Bank, companies that are just killing it in terms of the experience that they provide for their customers. You are now in the age of healthcare consumerism where their expectations, are through the roof of what they expect from a healthcare provider. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they had no choices. If we give crappy service, we didn't speak to them as well as as we need to now. It was like, I'm going to have to go through this because I don't have this wonderful thing called an iPhone or Google that by the time I get to my car, I can find six other providers. So you have to treat me in a way that I can understand now. 15 years ago, I couldn't do that. So again, where healthcare is today, it's largely its own fault for the way that we have spoken, the way that we've accepted referrals from doctors and done nothing else in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years to grow a business. Now all of a sudden it's hit us like a train and people are not ready for it. In that room today we've come from, it's unbelievable. There are grown men in there who like, I reckon are one step away from like tears because they just do not want to accept that this is where it's at. It's like, can we just go back to the way it was 10 years ago? It's like, well, you know them DVDs that you used to watch? How do you think Mr. DVD feels now that you're watching Blu-ray? How does Mr taxi driver feel now that you're all using Uber? It's just the fucking way it is like and it's always going to be this way with everything that goes on and healthcare is no different. Consumers are changing like there is no tomorrow. It's been forced by Facebook. It's been forced by Google, iPhone, access to information like there's no tomorrow. Even we're being shopped. How many t- who answers the phone? here? How many do you get many people who are like genuinely shopping around, like ringing around? Is it increased in the last few years? Okay, last couple of months, it's increased. And do you think it's normal or unnormal? Do you think it's just happening here? It's amazing how many times when I work with clients, they'll say, you know, our town, everybody shops around. I'm like, what do you mean your town? Like, do you think they shop around in my town? Like, mm-hmm. they, like I'm from a completely different species of like, human being that doesn't like to shop around. And then, like, oh, well, they never used to do it. Oh. And you don't think that because of things like Amazon where they're going on Google and it's showing you 10 different results and you click through and then you come back and you click through again, that they're not being conditioned to shop around. Because of Google now that they can find six different physical therapy practice probably within a three mile radius. It's the exact same thing lines up on their iPhone as it does on Amazon when they search for a TV. And in the absence, in the absence of anything other than cost or price, what do we do on Amazon? Choose the cheapest, choose the cheapest. It's not because I wanted the cheapest, it's because the provider that was selling me those TVs didn't give me any other reason to assume that what they were doing is completely different from the guy who's selling me the same TV. Make sense? So all of this is going on around you, all of this, and it's completely up to you guys whether you think I'm talking Swahili or whatever. This is gonna hit clinics like a train, it already has. And facing up to this building value into the relationship at the beginning, completely changes the way that they see the value of what you do. Like, I'm not here to say you don't need more skills, but I would wager that most people in this room already, if you're, you'll be good enough at what you do already to last you the rest of your career. You just will. Like, and look, we've always got to be better in terms of getting on more courses and stuff. But the problem that I see a lot of people is they're obsessed with that. They're so obsessed with that, that they won't step back and go, well, hang on, let's just figure out how to speak to people slightly different. Let's just figure out how companies speak to you or or me when you go into certain places and you love to be spoken to a certain way. And it makes you feel a certain way about doing business with them, so much so that you want to give them the money. You'll all have shops and places that you want to go just because it's them. And it's just any excuse that you've got to go back to that shop because they make you feel special. They recognize your name. They remember the last time you were in. I've got a um, a hairdresser I go to in. I I have an apartment I rent in San Diego. And bearing in mind, I come over every five or six months. I haven't been up to January. I walked in yesterday or the other day, I got my hair cut. She's like, hey Paul, girlfriend had the uh, new baby yet? That's why I go in and give her $50 for a freaking three minute haircut. Like, could I find a cheaper barber stylist who does it for $15? Probably. But she recognizes my name. I'm gonna give her an extra $35 just for that because she makes me feel like a celebrity. She makes me feel important. She makes me feel a million dollars when I walk through the door. And nobody else on earth is doing that to me right now in the hair cutting field. People in, in PT are gonna to have to do the same. That's the value. That's the time that we build in. And the equity that we create at the front is time. Somebody asked me that the other day on Facebook. Well, how, how, do you, how do you give them the value? How do you show them the value? Time, that's it, time. Like the people that you value most in your life will be the people who when you have a problem, give you what? Do you, when you have a problem in your life, Do you go to like your uncle who doesn't want to speak to you because he's always watching NFL when you go around? Or do you go to your Auntie Mary who like stops everything, turns the cooker off, turns the TV off, turns the lot off and basically goes, sit down, tell me what's going on. Take as long as you need. Is that the person you value most in your life? That's all we've got to be. It's that simple. The the simplicity is it's genius. And and it's hard for a lot of people to accept because you paid $150,000 to learn all about these skills and manual therapy and nags and snags, whatever it is that you've all done. It's very difficult for somebody like me to come along and say, hey, it's actually about asking three questions in the right order to change the way that somebody feels. That's the value prop. And just do this wonderful thing, like give somebody your time, just like you would if your best friend had back pain or knee pain or whatever it would be, you'd say in a coffee shop, so what have you done? you know how long has it been going on blah 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 taking that time at the beginning of the relationship is um where the equity is is the value make sense any questions on any of that anybody got any examples i'll give you an example of all of this one one last thing before i go on how long have we got five minutes this is how all of this works amy do you want to get some water just feel free go and get some water um Here's an example of how this works. In a a billion percent true story as I'm stood here. So we ran some ads for a guy in California, in Orange County, and the ad was all about back pain and independence and why if you basically didn't sort it out you could lose your independence and mobility and all this type of stuff. And the guy was in his 80s and he had, um, forgive me, I think it was Kaiser, he had had an insurance plan with Kaiser. Now this company didn't take it, and um, the guy responded to the ad in his 80s responded to the ad, which was all about independence and mobility. Okay, it didn't say physical therapy, it didn't say back pain, it just said, basically, if you've got back pain and you're worried about losing your independence and mobility. Phone rang off the hook. So this guy in his 80s rang up and um, intercorp PT said, uh, this is who it was, intercorp PT said, uh, yeah, you know, come on down. We, we, don't, we don't take Kaiser, but we're happy to help you. And they had a conversation about why he called. And the guy revealed on the phone that the reason he called was because he was the carer for his wife. Okay. His wife was in a wheelchair. He had back pain, and his fear, his fear was that his wife was going to have to go into a home if he couldn't keep his mobility and in independence. Okay. So they said, Hey, hey, listen, we don't take that insurance, but we have a cash pay plan. And you can come in and do it. He said, Okay. How much? Hundred and fifty dollars or whatever he did the charged. In his eighties. Yeah, no problem. Give you hundred and fifty dollars a session. So he comes down for session one. And the receptionist was brilliant, she did all their work, she engaged him, she connected him, written everything down, handed it all over to the physical therapist. And the physical therapist took him in, he's like, hey, tell me about your back pain. And the entire first assessment was about back pain. And this guy, mid 20, whatever, whatever age he was, was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put together a plan for your back pain, I'm gonna get rid of this back pain for you, I'm gonna reduce your back pain like, down to like two out of 10, and I'll like, guarantee you by the end of 10 sessions, like, you'll have no back pain. And the guy sits there and he's like, this sounds, you know, shaking his head, nodding his head, it's like, sounds okay. Goes home, cancels all the sessions. Not once, not once in that session, did the physical therapist say, what I'm gonna do for you is help you to be able to be the caregiver for your wife. I 100% understand that you've had chronic lower back pain for 25 going on 30 years and I 100% know that you don't believe me for one second when I tell you I can take away your back pain. But I also know secretly you're waiting for 10, 15, even 20, 30% improvement on the back pain that you've got right now and then if I can give it to you, I'm probably your best possible shot at you being able to be the caregiver for your wife till the day she dies or you die. Is that right? At which point his eyes would have lit up, he probably would have remortgaged and sold the frigging house to pay for his physical therapy bill because that's what he wants. That's what he wanted. So everything was right. Everything was done right. The guy responded, the guy called, the secretary took the information, she passed it over, and the guy went back to the external problem. Never ever once positioned his treatment plan at being able to help him to be a caregiver for his wife till the day she dies. Because that's all he was there for. That was the reason he was going to go $150 out of of pocket per session. So I didn't go to Kaiser, you know, whatever he would have had to pay or contribute to that, if any. Um, if anything. Because for the first time, he said, a company seems to get me. A company seems to understand my, understand my internal problem. So guess what happened after the guy drops off? What goes around in the car? Oh, the guy just didn't want to pay. He probably didn't want to pay our cash rate. He probably has got no money. I was like, you disrespectful fuckers. Like, how about, like, it's your fault. How about you didn't speak to him properly? Like, you can you can take responsibility for that. And don't just assume that he's tight and he's got no money and he doesn't value his health. The guy drove like 35 miles to get, which in LA, like that traffic is probably two and a half hours to get in for a session with him, showed that he was willing, showed up, paid for his first session, and was there for a specific reason. And you didn't take the time to understand it. You didn't take the time to communicate with him about it. You've lost him, and that is going on in like millions of dollars is being lost in PT clinic. There would be, if people just adopted that that simple methodology, there would be multi-million dollar PT business owners all over the US, all over. But because we're all obsessed with pain and the external that I'm blind, we're running into a brick wall. People will not pay it. Last thing on it, every night I'm watching in, in California in my apartment, there is an ad that comes on for support. Doctor Yo's buddy back pain support or whatever. makes me laugh every night. Twenty five ninety nine to buy back pain support, and it all is—is is, have you got back pain? Yes, you have. Okay, buy my super wonderful support. Is it any wonder, person, to drop an off physio when they go home on a night and they see like they got to pay you hundred and fifty dollars right or whatever it is now to come and do business? Ten sessions. They've got to drive through traffic and get here and whatever else. And Doctor Yo comes on with his twenty five ninety nine, and it's all about back pain. All of this is going through their brains. All of this is going through their brain. The moment you start talking about pain and external pain, you might as well think of yourself as being on a shelf in Walgreens next to a bottle of pills for 9.99 for paracetamol, 9.99 for ibuprofen, a back pain support for 25.99, and physical therapy for 150. Which one would you take? If you were uneducated, have no clue what physical therapy is and does, which one would you take? never in a million years would you defies every ounce of logic on on earth so that's that's where' I'm, I'm kind of trying to help and I hope that that's helped you understand the value is in the beginning time just like you value the people in your life that you love and know and want to go to and rush back to like under any circumstances when you've got problems you need to be that person the skills will take care of themselves and honestly like I employ people out of, fresh out of college and and I can I'm not going to use the words get away with it but Patients give us more time, and they might not be as skilled on the begin- in, in the beginning, because they're fresh out of school, and they may not be able to get people better in like eight sessions and leave them 11 or 12, but you know what, we get given the time, because the time we give them at the beginning of the relationship. If you put time in it, and you, you become a human being for these patients, they forgive everything. There's no rush, it's not like, can we get this done in six sessions, it's whatever. Because they trust you. Just like you trust the auntie or the uncle who switches the TV off, and says, come on then, tell me what's going on. Make sense? Makes sense? Does that help? Any questions? Yes. Time? Best thing I ever did in business, Ban none. I wouldn't let a patient come into my office who demands to see a certain therapist. Even I don't, the relationship, relationship has to be, about their needs and no, all that stuff. it's all, it's all technology, before? technology. Continue the story. So if my first patient sees Johnny, Johnny writes the narrative on the, on, the, on the technology and Sammy picks the story up and we sell it. That's, how, that's part of the genius of the, of the business. I have fabulous staff and I want every patient. I'm sure you're all absolutely wonderful people. But as a business owner, I'd be thinking, how can I get every one of these patients today to interact with every one of you so that they're just completely in love with physical therapy balance uh, centers, not the physical therapist. You don't have a, like, and, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm going to blow out the water of everything that's gone in the past. From a business owner's point of view, if you have a patient who loves that therapist, it's an emotional, I get it. I totally understand it. But you don't have patience. The business doesn't have patience. If you get people well, ring up. The, I think it's what you're saying, though, is that the investment, the initial therapist has made that investment, they've connected with you. Yeah. The right, write, write the one thing, think. just write the one thing. Know everything. Write the and one thing. things lost in the conversation. Just write the one thing. And so also with that, like when people fill out the, the welcome form that like Aaron and, and team fill out and the patients write back a reply, I forward that, Those, every single one that comes back comes to me and I forward it to each one of you because that's it, if that form is, is filled out, What concerns you most? What's your goal? All of that stuff is there. You have it before that person locks in the door. It's, it's, the conversation is, it's this simple. There's two things if you want it, if you want two things on it. Whoever answers the phone says something along the lines of, and tomorrow you will see Erin, and Erin will decide what happens next and who else is involved in your care. I've been pre-framed immediately that more than one person will be involved in the care plan. And whoever PT number two is, is conditioned to go. All right, I'm going to quickly skim through the, the the medical, the database, whatever. And there's a little section we all leave something, and it just starts with, ask her about this. You you. We like to think that all of this stuff that she's told you, is like you have to remember everything. Nothing could be further from the truth. If you put on the on your database, ask her about this, and it could be the cats, the kids. The grandkids, the soccer, the NFL, whatever it will be. If I'm PT number two and I go out there and I go, Erin or you know Johnny, come on in. And there's a cold, horrible conversation. There's no conversation. He sits in there, or it's all about the knee pain, or it's all about the back pain. Then the patient's going to feel like like nobody does care. That that was a waste of time. But if I do this, I'm out there and I'm talking to Stephanie or whoever. Hey Stephanie, come on in. So tell me about little Johnny and Steve. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I heard all about you. I'm familiar with the whole story, so what's going on? How's your kids? you pick them up from school today, 3.30? That's it. That changes everything, that's familiarity. That's why you go back to certain restaurants and certain places. There'll be one thing, one thing in there that makes you feel comfortable for being in there. What, all you need is one thing from that story and keep it going. I call it, like a, it's like a soap opera. You just gotta keep it going. So like Desperate Housewives, they were just brilliant at like Wednesday night at nine o'clock, like you had to tune in next week. And like, if they give me like an option to put $100 into a thing, I'd probably have like gone, let me watch it tonight. And That's what, that's what business is. It's just soap operas. Every, at every point, there's a cliffhanger in the, in the relationship. And if it's about the knee, if it's about the back pain, you'll you lose. But if it's about the person and where they're going and what they're doing, and somebody just writes in, ask them about, like, I'm, I'm sorry, that's like 15 seconds. Again, it's back to time. It's back to time. You'd have to write that sort of stuff down because you'd never be able to remember it. You, you, you need that stuff documented. It's as important as the valves, as the range of movement, as the, the whatever. It's more important in fact, not even as important. It's more important. They, their first thing, in my office, it's always people people first, patient second. If, some, if my PT opens that door and says, hey, how's your back pain? I would fucking hit the roof, hit the roof. If that doesn't start with how did Newcastle get on at the weekend? Or did you make it to the cinema and what was it like? That's how it starts. And if you do that, they're then talking about themselves and that any any initial guard or reservation that they might have is gone. You recognized me, you remembered me. Yeah, how did you know that? Oh, Steve told me all about you. And I promise you, I promise you, if you say those types of words, they feel like celebrities. You you spoke about me, absolutely do we speak about you. Like relentlessly, like we, we love you to bits. We're gonna make sure, like we're gonna make sure that everything's right for you. That's like, that's how you make somebody feel special. By saying little, like I'm blind versus it's a beautiful day and I can't see outside. If you say to the, to the words to a patient, you, we spoke about you. you, me, like who nobody like knows and cares about. Nobody likes my posts on Facebook. Nobody retweets my shit on Twitter. <laughs> you guys like spoke about me. Yeah, like absolutely. Wow, that's it. Like it's done. They're, they're in love with physical therapy balance centers. Not an individual, and a few therapists won't want to hear this, but it's this a right for the business. It's a right for the business, um, and it's a way to make people feel special. If you are passing on, um, if you are saying little things like that, you have no idea what it does to Mary or anybody. It's like, like me. You spoke about me. You took the time to speak. Yep, we do. We, that's what we do here. We don't do PT. This is what we do. We make people feel special. We just happen to now get your back pain better. That's where healthcare is. That's where it's gotta go. That's what they expect. Because that's what every other company that they're spending $500 is doing, all right? They're all responsible for it. And if you can just have a bit of an understanding of why and how, the evaluation becomes easy, the booking becomes easy, the the position of the co-pay becomes easy. It's It's a simple game if you understand human beings. Step outside of yourself and understand how you make decisions and how you give money And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.